Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today I'm joined by Marty Rotella, Rick Kackman, and Rob Longo. Welcome one and all. Good to be here, David. Hey, David. Hey, Dave. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. We're going to break open the bread of life. But before we do that, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us learn what God wants to teach us today through His Word? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of our lives, the gift of a, of a, of a new year, another opportunity to, to serve you and, and help us to just stay in the moment this year, not to look at, uh, at December uh, 2015, but be here in the moment so we can receive your love in the moment, we can give in the moment. Um, so help us, Lord, to be, to be present in this moment. And as we break open your word in this moment, we ask you to open our hearts to, to receive uh, what you have to give us. Uh, help us to, to be teachable and, uh, and just be open. If, if you're asking us to make a change, that we, that we would make that change with your grace. Please be with all those who are listening. Bless and protect them and their families. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just ask you, please, to fill our hearts. Fill our hearts with your love and your wisdom and your understanding. And, uh, and help us to live the gospel each and every day. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Marty, before we uh, break or read the gospel, do you mind uh, doing the prayer of abandonment? It's a beautiful prayer that... uh, that's in our little Stewardship Mission of Prayer book, and I think it really uh, ties into the Gospel reading today. My pleasure. Thank you. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you. With all the love of my heart, for I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And Rick, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? The gospel reading today is from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. 
I am not worthy. I wrote down the words acknowledging God and who he is in my life, that everything that I am, everything that I do, every thought that God uses and inspires within me, everything comes from him. He is my total source. That acknowledgement with John the Baptist proclaims here is humility. It is realizing that I don't do it. God does it through me. From the very breath that I take to every act of love, it's all God working through me. That acknowledgement, which John the Baptist does here, is that humility. And I, I love this little ditty that the Lord gave me, that the pathway to heaven is paved with the stepping stones of humility. One step, one day, always being open to learn and to grow because God's teaching us every day, even in the things that we look at and say, oh, that's a negative in my life. That's a this. No, 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 stop. It's an opportunity for us to low and to grow in God, to grow in humility and to get closer to the heart of the Father. I just, again, that I am not worthy, that acknowledgement. I can't do it without God. I can't. And when I surrender, and that's a beautiful thing about Mary. Mary's fiat was a, a yes of surrender. She said, let it be done to me according to your word. She surrendered her will, her life, her very being to God. In her life, let it be done to me according to your word. That pure surrender, Mary as the first disciple of Jesus Christ, as our role model as a disciple of Jesus Christ, that fiat, that surrender, allowed Jesus, her yes, to come into the world to change the world. And I believe she was only about 15 years old. So you know what? When we give our fiat, when we give our yes and we say the words and mean them and live them out in our heart. Let it be done to me according to your world. word. The world can change. The world around us and the ripple effect of how God uses us to pierce the heart of the people he brings into our lives. Pierce the heart with what? With his truth and with his love. So I'm just fascinated by those first words and that, that word humility. Amen. Uh, Dave, that's awesome. I, I uh this whole thing with with Mary, you just talk about Mary and her her yes, and and now John the Baptist is proclaiming. Uh, right away, when I read scripture, I, I, I'm I'm John the Baptist. Now, I'm not him, but it's Marty now speaking instead of John the Baptist. One mightier than I is coming. You know, I, I'm not worthy. Um, he will baptize me with the Holy Spirit. His love, the love of the Father and Jesus, and to me that was so powerful in the fact of yeah, I have to, I have to proclaim just like Mary proclaimed. I have to proclaim. John the Baptist is proclaiming. You know the the end that says, uh, "You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased." Well, we know that's for Jesus and the Father saying that, but that's for Marty. Yep, that's for Marty. It's like Marty, you are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Well, why? Because you just said, you know, you're not worthy. And, and you allow me to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and, and you acknowledge me as the Creator. And that acknowledgement, Marty, you know, I said, it, it's a, a pointing to God in all things. It's acknowledging Him in all things, giving Him all the credit, all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. And someone really helped me out years ago. You know, when I started on my journey with, with, with the Lord, I used to shun and turn away with my head and 
and, and put my hands up to stop people when they wanted to say, thank you. You, you, you did this for me. Thank you. You did that for me. And I thought that was holy because, you know, that's humility, right? I, you don't, don't thank me. It was all God. And, the, and, and this person said, David, receive the gift from the person and offer the gift to God. So that rejection of the gift, of the thanksgiving of the heart of somebody that God has chosen to use us to help, it's not of God. Don't reject the gift. Don't turn your face away. Don't put your hands out. Receive the gift unto the Lord. And that really helped me because when people truly are touched by how God uses me in a situation, receive the gift. But like John the Baptist Take no credit. You're pointing to God and you're acknowledging God is the source of the giving, of the healing, of the compassion, of the mercy, of the love. Whatever gift God's using in you, he's the source. He's the source. Amen. One one of the friends of the ministry, Father Michael Gately, wrote a book called 33 Days to Morning Glory. Mm -hmm. And when I look at at this gospel, and, and this coming Sunday we're celebrating the baptism of Jesus. And uh, what is baptism, right? You know, most of us have been brought, were brought to the church by our parents and godparents as, as infants, uh, but we're, we were consecrated. We were set aside, set apart, but we didn't know what was going on, right? <laughs> and, you know, throughout our upbringing at, uh, at different milestones with different sacraments, you know, we had a chance to, to kind of grow more fully in our faith, but still as adults, there's this beautiful gift, and, and Father Gailey does such a nice job explaining this gift, this gift called Total Consecration to Jesus through Mary. And this book, 33 Days of Morning Glory, takes you through a journey uh, of, of preparation, 33 days, and you spend a week with Mother Teresa, you spend a week with St. Maximilian Kolbe, you spend a week with uh, St. John Paul II, and, and a week with St. Um, Louis de Mufford. And how did they live their total consecration to Jesus through Mary? It was stories. So many people are, are, are drawn to stories. So the stories of how these awesome saints who loved the Blessed Mother so much and the Blessed Mother led them to a, a more full relationship with Jesus. And at the end of this 33 days, you make a total consecration. You, you as an adult make this consecration to Jesus through Mary that you are all in. You're renewing your baptism in, a, in, in just a, such a significant way but you're giving your yes, right? You're, you're giving your fiat, and you've prepared for 33 days. You, you make this consecration, usually on a, a Marian feast day. Um, when I was introduced to this, it happened that we started it, and, and our Marian feast day is uh, October 7th, Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And it's, it's awesome. It is awesome that as an adult, we have this opportunity to make this, uh, this act of consecration to set ourselves apart for, for the Lord. Amen. And that model where God chose to enflesh the Word. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Enflesh the Word through Mary is the model you just described. God wants to enflesh His Word through us. Well, Mary is who we go to to say, help us. Mary is who God the Father chose to enflesh the Word of God, His Son, Jesus, She's the ve- he created that vessel. He created Mary for that purpose. Mary is the person we go to to help us in flesh the Word, the Living Word, the Bible, so that it's no longer I that live, as Saint Paul says. It's Jesus. It's Christ living in me. 
That's a beautiful illustration of what you just shared, Rob, is this enfleshing of the Word of God. If we just have the Bible as a book, it's words on paper. But God showed us, no, 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 no. Our faith, our yes, our fiat is a call to action, a call to love. So we are called to enflesh the Word. Well, how do we do that? Well, God chose to do it. We look at his model through Mary. So we go to Mary. We consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary, same way God brought Jesus into the world. And then God, through our yes and our obedience, as we continue to digest, to consume the bread of life, the gospels, the, 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 the letters, the epistles, as we continue to devour his word every day, we become vessels that he enfleshes the word in, and then we take his word to the world. And that word is life-giving. So we become vessels of living water. We become vessels of life-giving bread that people, and we share those words with them through our actions, through our love. So that's just fascinating how you shared that, Rob. And and that just brought us back to Mary's role. Exactly. You know, that's powerful, too, because if you look where the Spirit enters into this story right here, that the heavens are torn open and the Spirit descends and that's really powerful because if you go back to Mary, um, the Spirit descended on her when Jesus was, you know, planted in her womb by the Father. And if you look at Pentecost, the heavens opened and the Spirit descended on the apostles. And that's us. We have to, we have to know now, this day, in the history of the world, that the Spirit is descending just like it descended on Mary and just like it descended on Jesus and it descended on the apostles, it's descending on us right now. The love of God, the descend- but, do, but are we open? Do we call out to the Spirit? We say, come, help, you know, help me, make me stronger. And he will. That's the thing. The thing is we don't think it'll happen. God is up there and we're here. No, he's this close that he will descend, he will fill us, he will love us, he will heal us. And, you know, the scriptures tell us pray without ceasing. Well, it's 24-7. Well, how do you do that? That's impossible. Oh, no, 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 no. What the scriptures are telling us is God wants to be involved in every part of our life. He wants to be included. We, he wants to be in full communion, common union with us in everything we do. And I mean, a couple, I love God stories, but, uh, but this week alone, you know, I went to a big show down in Lancaster and I had this big black vehicle. I had a park, and the, the parking lot's packed. Everything's packed. I'm like, what's a simple, simple little request? Lord, I need your help. I need to find a parking place for, I call it the Black Beauty. For the Black Beauty with all the kids, I need to find a place to park down here in Lancaster. Please, Lord, help me. So I go by the convention center, and I listen to the still, quiet voice in my heart, make a right-hand turn here. I'm like, oh, Lord, I, I, I want to make a left make a right-hand turn. So I had to be obedient. I made it. I go up the street. There's three open spots in a row where I can park this big black beauty. And guess what it's right in front of? A church. (laughs) Now, God's sense of humor. But what did I have? A heart of gratitude. Thank you, God, for providing that spot. Thank you, God, for answering that prayer. Earlier that day, I'm walking through the warehouse. I got to find a case of catalogs for this show. The warehouse is full of hundreds and thousands of cases and skids. And my buddy and I are looking. We're finally giving up. He's got to leave for the show. I don't have any more time. And guess what I did? A novel idea. (laughs) I prayed. And see, here it says the heavens were open, open for us. 
So I called out to St. Anthony of Padua, the, the, the patron saint of lost things. I said, St. Anthony, I need your help. Please help me find this lost skid. I need to take these to the show. The second, absolute second, I finished the prayer. I looked down at my feet, and where this skid should have never been, it was in that aisle at my feet at that moment. Accident? Coincident? Mm-hmm. No. That was God showing me the heavens are open to us. Our prayer warriors in heaven are there. It's like tag team wrestling. Baby, reach out, slap their hand, bring them in the game. Let them pray for you. Involve them. They're part of the communion of saints. They're part of the body of Christ. And guess what? They're at the throne of God. Their prayers are right there for us. So, man, don't be blind. Call out to them. Enlist the brothers and sisters who are there for us, fighting the fight in heaven, praying for us here and now, aching for us to reach out and say, help me, St. Anthony. Help me, St. Padre Pio. Help me. Help me. Amen. It's awesome. Something that jumped out, it wasn't from the gospel. If we can just just switch gears for a moment, it comes from the second reading that we're going to hear on Sunday from the Acts of the Apostles. And uh, it says, uh, in truth, I see that God shows no partiality. God shows no partiality. And, and um, in my life, sometimes I show partiality, um, even at home with the kids, you know, whoever's kind of on board with the program at home a little bit, they you know, may, may tend to want to hang out with them a little more. But God shows no partiality that, that I need to to not look at externals, I need to love. I need to love. Even if I have to discipline, I need, I need to do it in love. And what does that mean to, to show no partiality? That God, when he looks at us, he doesn't see bank accounts. He doesn't see land holdings. He doesn't see automobiles. He, does, he, he doesn't see any of that. Right? He sees a kid. He sees his child that he wants to come home to heaven. Right? Where the playing field is level. And... Uh, and what a challenge, what a challenge to, sh- to live life showing no partiality that, that we treat everyone as a beloved son and daughter of God. That if we love God, we need to love what he loves most, and that's people, right? His sons and daughters, not because of any reason or any gain or any, just to love his people. Hmm. And speaking of that word love, Rob, this morning I was at Mass and God was kind of speaking to my heart and said, why do you go to Mass, David? And my immediate response was the correct answer. Immediate response was, because I love you, Father. I want to get closer to you. I want to thank you. The answer to the question was, because I love you. Why do we go to Mass? Not because the church tells us to. Not because we think we have to. Not because, you know, we'll look bad if we don't. Not because it's an obligation. We go to Mass because we love God. That is obedience. God says, remain in my love. How do we remain in my His love? Be obedient to his commandments. One of the commandments is, keep holy the Sabbath. Keep holy the Sabbath. Why do we go to church on Sunday? Why do we do that? Because we are, it's an expression of love. It's an expression of love. If we do it, because we have to, love is free. That's not of God. If we call it, do it because we're supposed to, no, 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 that's, that's dead. We do it because we desire to. And that desire is an ever-deepening desire to get into a deeper, not just personal, but intimate relationship with God. Because the Holy Spirit that you pointed out, Marty, is in us. 
we can commune, communicate with the Holy Spirit in our hearts in everything we do. God wants to be a part of everything. So for me, I want to grow closer every day. We have an opportunity as Catholics to be with God at daily Mass all over the, all over the area every day to receive him, to actually conceive him in our hearts, and then to take him into the world. So again, why do I go to get Mass? Because I love God, and I, I want to thank him. I want to worship him. And then, guess what? Jesus taught us how to pray. Give us our day, this day, our daily bread. And God said, I answered the prayer. It's at every Catholic church, at every Mass, both in word and in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You get it twice. You get fed twice. Come to my banquet, sit at my table, and feast on me. So why? So we become what we eat. We consume the Lord. We take the Lord into the world. He purifies us. It's awesome. Mm. So That's great. You know, you know the two words you guys brought up, uh, Rob brought up partiality and you brought up love, and, and there's antonyms there. They're just opposites. And the unbelievable thing is is that let's not look at it from God's standpoint because he has no partiality. I look at it from my point. Have I been have I been partial, uh, impartial to somebody this morning? Yeah, already driving over here. I wanted to beat somebody up. So the key here is is that no partiality, no partiality to somebody I don't like. Maybe I don't like what they did or what religion they are, whatever. I have to get to the point where just like God loves, I have to love. No matter what. And, I, and it's okay if I have feelings, if I have anger, if I have hatred. Okay, I have that feeling. I address it. But then I have to say, okay, God, I love that person just like you love me. That's a tough thing to do. But I have to do it. i got to love everybody, even the enemies. And that's what Jesus asks of me. And I have to try, at least try. And that whole thing that you just shared, Marty, comes from one key ingredient. And that key ingredient is this. You have to love yourself. Because God commands us to love others, how? As we love ourselves. Well, if you don't love yourself, you can't love others. Well, where does that begin? Well, it begins with the first commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Because from that relationship, all other love flows. And so for me, it's the final sentence here. When's the last time we looked and truly sat down and received God's love? Do you realize you are a beloved son or daughter of God the Father? Receive that. It's a truth, you know? And guess what? He's pleased with you. Yes, you're on a journey. Yes, you're continuing your purification process. But guess what? He loves you. He's pleased with you. Do you make mistakes? You betcha. But those are opportunities to learn and grow. Or if you take the bait... And you listen to condemnation, which is from who? <laughs> Darky boy, the enemy, the enemy of our soul who wants to take us into the darkness. No, that words of condemnation are never from God. Conviction, you betcha, Holy Spirit. Condemnation, the enemy. Don't take the bait. You fall down, you make a mistake, whatever. Is God still pleased with you? He loves you. He loves you with an unchanging love that is beyond human expression. You know what? Go. Ask for forgiveness. Get clean. Go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Man, every two, three weeks, if I don't go, I can feel the dirt coming out of my, out of my voice. I can feel it on my body spiritually. Get clean and then receive the gift. Let God tell you how pleased he is with you, how much he loves you. Don't beat yourself up. 
unforgiveness of yourself, and it's a grave sin. And, and David and Marty, as you guys are sharing, I'm just looking at the word you. With, with you, I am well pleased. So how do we get to the you of the guy that you wanted to beat up? <laughs> how do we get to the you of, of someone who's you know, just irritating us or, or someone who's you know, just putting us down? Right? It didn't say, you are my beloved son with the things that you do, I'm well pleased. With you, I am well pleased. So how do we look beyond the externals? How do we look beyond the behaviors into the you of everybody that's in front of us? Right? That you, right? That God, I'm sure, has not liked a lot of the things that I did, but he always loved me. Mm. With you, I am well pleased. Yeah. Right? So, Lord, please help me to, to look beyond the externals and the behaviors and all that and, and, and have eyes of love, of mercy, a heart of mercy and love and that people can see in my eyes that I can see the you behind the stuff. Well, and God gives us that example, Rob. He looks through and past the sin. He doesn't focus on that. He sees Robbie as he created you in his image, in his likeness, with these amazing gifts for the world. He sees you that way. That's how we're to see every human being on this earth God created doesn't matter, Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, atheist. The enemy got no clay. He can't knit a soul to a body. God created him. So to see that person before sin in the world twisted and contorted the beautiful masterpiece God created, we have to look past the sin and love that person purely, unconditionally, the way God does. And that comes from a relationship with God. It's the only way possible. In our broken human nature, we can't do it, Marty. We can try all day long. Mm. Can't do it. Mm. But when we surrender to God, and I've done this, I said, Lord, I can't love this person right now, Mm -hmm. but you can. So, Lord, I surrender. Please love them through me. And amazing, when you call out to God, he does it. And he loves that person through you. And that person, all of a sudden, their heart gets pierced with God's truth, with God's love, through your fiat, your yes. I love the Beatles song that uh, Paul McCartney sang, let it be, let it be, let it be done to me according to your words. Those were Mother Mary's words. So let it be done to us according to the word of God in all situations. Let us learn from them, let us grow from them, and let us be vessels of that living water to the world that's starving for truth. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100.
On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.